We are Be The Light. Our mission is to shed light into darkness. Presenting people with an opportunity to see. This podcast is dedicated to all those who have Forgotten their light. Damned their light. Ignored their light. Or even denied their light. If we live for Christ, we will glow like lights. Showing others what Christ is like. Everyone wants to know, what's your story? Follow along as Kiana and I journey through what it has been like to truly be the light in our families and in our world. Stay tuned as we go deep while being courageous, being committed, and being consistent, being us, and being the light. What up, fam? Welcome back to Be The Light. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. I'm Felicia. And I'm Kiana. All right, sis. All right, so we are back at it, y'all, with part two of What's Your Story? So last time we were together, Felicia was asking me about my childhood and if I went to church as a kid. And so that was really interesting. It was. I played back then and I laughed. <laughs> the same laughs from the, from the first time. Listen. I didn't realize how hysterical that was. I was like, girl, you was looking for the Holy Spirit. Come on. And it was a thing. <laughs> it was so real, y'all. And so we're jumping right in. I'm going to ask Felicia those same questions about her childhood and I can't wait. To hear all about it, and if she grew up in church, honey, because you would think she did, honey. <laughs> she is the first lady. Wow. So, um, we're jumping right in. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about your childhood. Okay, so, um, did I grow up in church? Yes. Yes and no. Yes, yes and no. no. Yes and no. Okay. Yes, when I was with my grandmother, okay. my grandparents. No, when I was with my mom. Okay. Right? Um, so growing up for me, um, I grew up in the hood, mm-hmm. so I grew up in the projects without mm-hmm. knowing I grew up in the projects, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, okay. it was legit one of those type of things. Yeah. And so, um, um, cause she both. So I grew up in Willing City, right? And so mm-hmm. Willing City mm-hmm. was just like home, yeah. right? So I didn't necessarily, like I knew we had shootouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you been outside playing hopscotch and girl, and you just knew to drop down yeah. and that was that, right? The you fact that mean, you knew to do that, like you know, that's just part of our like game. You, life. Just, you just knew to just yeah, drop down. Drop you know what I'm saying? Literally, right? You just yeah. didn't know, okay, we ain't done. They still shooting. We ain't getting up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but again, as a kid, because all my friends were there, mm-hmm. everybody likes to come over to our house. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at it as the hood, you know what right. I'm saying? It was just home, yeah. right? Um, so I grew up with my mom um, and my sister. Um, my dad was not in the picture until later. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just lived life, right? Mm-hmm. We lived like Kiana until about, I'll say about maybe seven or so seven yeah seven years old or so so my sister was like five um found out my mom was diagnosed with um full-blown AIDS mm. so what that looked like was I don't think you've ever shared with I don't think you've ever shared that yeah. with me yeah full-blown AIDS wow. right so this is back in the 90s where we are absolutely oblivious to how you can um um contract this disease mm-hmm. and what this disease really looks like I think 
because it was so long ago. But I remember um, vividly just seeing like on the news, like um, pictures of like monkeys, right? Because really? monkeys brought the disease from Africa and things like that. And so, yeah, it was pretty wow, real. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, they knew that it had to be some type of blood, something. But again, they just associated it with like monkeys and all types of stuff, right? Yeah. And so um, my mom kept that from us, right? I get it. She's a mom. So she kept mm-hmm. it from us. Um, but I remember distinctively one day going to my grandmother's house and my granny saying, like, I need to talk to you. And immediately, like, I knew this wasn't, like, a good talk, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in my head as a kid, like, did I do something? Wait a minute. I didn't do nothing. I ain't even been over here. So, you were not old at this time. so I'm, like, seven, maybe transitioning to eight wow. at this time. Okay. Yeah, because they hid it from us for a long time. So, Backtrack real quick. My yeah. mom had like this long Louis Vuitton purse. Like that jumper was long, literally about that long, right? Yeah. And it just zipped. Kiana, it was long, fam. Filled with medications. Like no lot at least anywhere from like 16 to 20 medications. Mm, okay. No lot. You would have thought she was the biggest pusher there was, yeah. right? So I remember um, even prior to, hence how we're getting back to this because I know that was like a, a rural ring. But, um, she got pulled over one time um, and my mom didn't drive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she could drive, but I know she didn't drive, mm-hmm. right? So she got pulled over. Well, they got pulled over. She was with somebody and they got pulled over and they searched the car and they saw all her medications, right? And they are all prescribed to my mother. And so the, the police is like, what? Why you got so much medicine on you? Da, 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 and all this stuff. And so like it was this really big ordeal. And so my mom ended up having to call. Well, the police ended up calling my grandmother so my grandmother could like vouch for my mom, mm-hmm. stating that no, she really is sick. She has to have this medication. So there was this huge ordeal. So um, our doctor had to write um, like a letter, an official letter, stating like if she does get stopped or what that whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Like, she is permitted, if you will, to have all this medicine. So, hence, my grandmother now deciding, like, yeah, this is the time to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, my grandmother um, pulls me in, and I honestly cannot remember if it was just myself or it was my sister, but I know for a fact it was me and my grandmother. So, I want to say it was just me and her. Um, So, she pulls me in, and she just kind of sits me, like, on her knee-ish type Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mookie, we need to talk. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, yes, ma'am, okay. So she then tells me that my mom is really sick, mm-hmm. which we noticed, you know, because she, you, you yeah, because we noticed, or... like, she wasn't doing the certain mom things, because my mom is like, I am a reflection of my mother, for real. Mm-hmm. I am goofy, I am um, childish in my own little way, you know what I'm saying? I am um, energetic, mm-hmm. but I'm also very reclusive, you know what I'm saying? So I'm this extrovert, but I'm also this introvert. Um, and so I am really like a reflection, if you will, of her and her character and her personality mm-hmm. um, and just her weirdness, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so a lot of that started to like really dwindle really fast okay. because again going back all these medicines were like trial and error right right so they didn't know what combinations would work with what then what how this would look mm-hmm. they they truly did not know okay so um a lot of this stuff was working like um with her body but against her body mm-hmm. turns out my mom um so sickle cell trait runs in our family so she had 
um, I want to say just a trait. Not sure if she had full blown sickle cell or not, um, but I know she had a trait of sickle cell. Um, then I was told that there was like a certain cancer. Yeah, it's like a certain yeah, cancer okay. also kind of like connected in that as well. So it wasn't necessarily leukemia back then, but it was a certain type of a cancer. So all of these medications, all of this stuff, and um, I started to see how that was just taking an effect and a toll on her body, right? Um, I started to see how it was taking toll on her strength and her mental ability to just like really formulate sentences because this medication and her being medicated for so um, many hours throughout the day was taking her speech, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So where it was super slurred and things of that nature. Um, and so um, we saw it, but you know, what do you say, you know, right. as, as, as a child yeah. to your mom, like, you ain't feeling no more. You know what I mean? Right. I'm picturing it all in my head. Yeah, like, yeah, so she would just lay in her bed. Um, she would, I mean, I think moms and parents in general just always ask their kids for stuff. Like, mm -hmm. go give me the remote. Yeah, or, of course. You know, go give yeah. me this. So, hey, can you bring me that? And it's like, but you just can't write it up. But anyway, yeah. so she did those things, but it was like super heightened at this, mm -hmm. at this moment, okay. right? So um, it got from... Can you give me some water mm -hmm. to help me to the bathroom? Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So when everything shifted and the paradigm was like, okay, she's sick mm -hmm. and it's pretty real. Mm -hmm. Um, you're gonna see some stuff on TV about it. Not about mom, but about what she has. Okay. Don't let it scare you. So as a child being told not to be scared, I think the very thing you go into is fear. It's fear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's the thing you've permitted me not to go. That's the boundary you told me not to cross, mm -hmm. but that's the very thing I'm going to cross, right? Yeah. Adam and Eve. So, <laughs> so, um, so I was immediately terrified. And mm -hmm. I remember feeling like, thank you, Father. I remember feeling like um, I did not want to be left alone with her because I did not know what that would look like from day to day, right? So I didn't know if she would be zombie mom or if we would actually have a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't know, um, sorry. I just truly didn't know what it looked like. So um, I remember staying because I, would, I, was a, I was the first grandchild, first of all, and I'm a girl. So I was always at my grandparents' house always at my mama's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally, and, like, the school I went to was, like, right dab, like, almost in the middle, okay. right? Um, And so it was walking distance from both my mom's house and my grandmother's house. I was closer to the school at my grandmother's house, but I was still within well good walking distance from my mom's house. So I would just fluctuate, right? Um, But I remember... At times, I would want to be with my mom, and there were there were those times where I was like so scared, like no, don't leave me here with her, just by yeah. ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And back in the day, we had phones, but we didn't have phones. Right. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like if we always had a phone, then maybe I would have felt a little better. But yeah. we didn't always have a landline. Yeah. Phone, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, and so I remember my granny making me and my sister learned her phone number, right? Her yeah. phone number. And so um, doing that, that was the number I knew to call. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was like, you know, you just call me and I'm coming, you okay. know? And so that was some relief, but it wasn't the same as that presence. Like I need you here physically, yeah. right? So the, so in this time of 
maybe about seven and a half. So in this time, the atmosphere in my world just completely shifted, right? Mm -hmm. So find out my mom is sick, find out that there's really quote unquote no cure for this disease. Um, Find out that um, what this leads up to is the very thing that I've never experienced, which is death. Right. Um, and so what does this look like? You know what I'm saying? I've known you to only have life in your body. Like, I don't know you to not have life yeah. in your body. So I'm really not understanding how this is going to work. Like, how long is she going to have? Is she suffering? Is, you know, is her life about to end right now? Like, what truly does this look like? Yeah. And so um, with just all of that being said, um, my grandmother never stopped us from going to church mm-hmm. we always went to church even if my mom didn't go yeah we went to church right so um in the midst of all of this faith is now really being um the foundation mm-hmm. of my i'm gonna say relationship at that time because that's yeah. what it was that that's really being the, re- the the foundation of my relationship mm-hmm. with my father um and not really knowing how we're going to get to the next step. So with that being said, the the more the disease started to progress, mm-hmm. the weaker she got. Mm-hmm. So without being super graphic, um, like I would have to change her. Yeah. Right? So we got to the point where we could no longer like carry up and get her to the restroom. So we had to like make sure that, you know, she had things where... You know, if something happened, like, we was going to put you mm-hmm. in the tub. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we did. And I remember um, one particular night that she had an accident. And I'm sorry. And she cried so hard mm-hmm. from embarrassment, from, um, from um, disappointment. Mm-hmm. From just knowing that like she was placing all this responsibility on me that she didn't necessarily want to do. Yeah. And so I remember like helping her get in the tub and trying to see her struggle to get back out of it. You know what I'm saying? And so like I literally had to get in the tub with her to help her. Yeah. And so I used to like We'll talk about that later, but, like, my weight has always been something, like, I've always struggled with. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, like, looking back, like, I realized, like, God has to have me to have bigger shoulders. Yeah. So that I could help her to get up, right? We struggled, fam, Mm -hmm. because she a kid. Mm -hmm. But we got her up, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, to just see that frustration in her eyes, Kiana, and to see that disappointment, like, it was breaking my heart every day. So I remember praying and asking God to just take her like mm-hmm. you don't have to leave her here for me you don't have to leave her here for my sister like we'll be okay just yeah. take her so she doesn't have to feel this like i don't want her to go through this pain yeah. right sorry and so um i remember having those conversations but again still going to church still smiling still trying to really figure out what this whole God thing is. What does this look like? Like, how are you here? How are you with me? But you, I can't see you. Yeah. I know that you're here, but what does that really, yeah. truly, seriously look like? Um, and so um, really walking out what it is to truly walk by faith and not by sight, right? Mm-hmm. Just trusting that you're here. Like, you yeah. got this. Um, 
my mom never talked to us about Jesus. She never really talked to us about a lot of religion. Um, so I thank God for my grandparents because I really got it a lot from there. And I, I'm not saying my mama didn't believe. Yeah. I'm just saying that was not a big part of our conversation, yeah. right? Um, and so grateful that God knows exactly what to give us when we need it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to like really, um, like the Bible says that the veil has been torn from yeah. my eyes, has been ripped from my eyes. Like he really knows how to show us that in the most purest way of purity, right? Yeah. Like even to a seven and a half, eight year old girl, yeah. you can show me like the veil has been ripped from my eyes that we're not just going to church to just go yeah. to this building. No, we're going to draw you yeah. know, and we're going to um, release and we're going to worship and we're going to yeah. praise and we're going to get fed. Yeah. Um, and so um, that was that time um, as far as childhood goes. And I remember because you said something that like really aha me. <laughs> you said um, you immediately knew we're going to need clothes that need to be clean. We're going to need basically food. You know what I'm saying? We need to go to bed because we don't have to get up early. Like you immediately went into those instincts. And that's exactly what happened after my mom died. Wow. That's why I was like, this is so good on so many different levels. And the whole time while you're talking, I'm sitting here. And all I keep thinking in my head is seven, eight years old. Seven, eight years old. And I'm reflecting what you were walking through because you're, you're a little bit older than me, not mm -hmm. by much. But, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking back to how that alignment again, because we're sitting here before you today yeah. with Be the Light, not really knowing what that story of our lives looked like until before now. Mm -hmm. And I was faced with poverty mm -hmm. and single mom and being the oldest of three siblings, however. Pretty much around the same age of your life, you were dealing with sickness, poverty, yeah. um, being an older sister, being an older sister a single mom, <laughs> taking on those yeah. same instincts, which I'm just sitting here just like, it's, I don't know, I'm speechless right now yeah. because at the same time, one, I never knew how your mom passed. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you ever shared that until today. Yeah. And so I'm just like, my God. Mm -hmm. um, it, it hit me harder. It hit me in a way because, yes, I know that, especially with Mother's Day coming up, how tough that is for you. But I don't know. It's something about knowing the details of your story and knowing what part did Felicia play. Like, what, where did God have you as the older sister, as the one? And, you know, as being the oldest, we love our mama. Like... We are our mama's backbone. Yeah. Even even with those in those age um gaps, seven, eight years old, you would think so. Yeah. I mean, but we do. We're like whatever you need, and just hearing your mom's side of things, you know, that frustration, that guilt, that disappointment, that that she let you down. That's tough, sis. I mean, oh. <laughs> that's tough in a in a sense that she was walking. In an, in an uncontrollable situation. However, you were trying to control it by being everything for her. Yeah. Yeah. So, overcompensation wow. as an adult. Yeah. Um, people pleasing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, that nurturing side of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, 
Um, those are all things I have to lay down at the altar. I thank God for deliverance, for people pleasing. Yeah. Um, oh, I thank him so much for it. Yeah. Um, but just trying to be good enough. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, perfection. I've been told, like, you try to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, um, as an adult. And I know we're talking about children, but just seeing how what we go through can yeah. really shape who we become, yeah, right? Um, and so it was something because you said um, the fact that, uh, like, she let me down and I was disappointed. God didn't show me that until like a year ago. Yeah. And like, he showed me so much more out of the beginning, right? Because it's all about the beginning. Yeah. Um, And I was so mad at him. Kim, I was infuriated with him. Like the one person, fam, that you could have taken. That's who you take? Yeah. Like you could have took me. Like you didn't have to take her, you know? And um, and just knowing that there was so much that I never got to ask. There was so much that we never got to experience. There was so much that I had to learn on my own. There was so there was just so much about me that I had to figure out. Walk with me on a timeline of events. So you were about seven or eight mm-hmm. when you had to talk with your grandmother that mom is sick. What? How how far in between did your mom pass away? Seven or eight, um, have this talk. Mm-hmm. Nine, she passes. So oh. a little over a year, maybe? A little over a year. So nine years old, my mama's funeral is the very first funeral I go to. Mm-hmm. Nine years old, um, um, I'm in this, this church mm-hmm. thinking you got to be strong, mm-hmm. right? Like you at can cry at nine. Like you can cry, but we can't be just like, ah! We can't lose it. We can't lose it. Like, we got to really keep it together. Because, mind you, I'm not the only one suffering loss. I got a little sister beside me. You know what I'm saying? I got a little sister beside me who's now seven. Yeah. Who don't remember half of the stuff that that I'm talking about today. Mm, So, you got to be strong for her. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, but you got a grandmother who's just lost her oldest daughter, Mm -hmm. who is her only daughter, who's the oldest child. Mm -hmm. Right? So you gotta be strong for her too. Yeah. You got an uncle over here who loves your mama like yeah. nobody's been like you gotta be strong for everybody yeah. around at you. At nine. At nine. Wow. You got a cousin back there who they've been thick as thieves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be strong for them. And I remember feeling like that at nine. Um I remember at about I'll say between 9 and 10, maybe 11, I wrote a prayer to the Lord and I said, um, maybe 9, maybe 9. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a prayer and I said, I don't ever want to do anything on earth that will shame my mama before you in heaven. Mm-hmm. So that's so good and so deep on so many different mm-hmm. levels. Because number one, that's at 9. Mm-hmm. Number two, I did not realize the trajectory of how that would play in my life. Like I really didn't realize like how that would shape my life, my thoughts, my yeah. actions, my my words, my concerns, mm-hmm. um, my friendships, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Some of my life events did not realize what that looked like for me, right? So what I mean by that is I am holding myself accountable to this mark yeah. that I would never, ever reach, right? But I am literally striving with yeah. a B for this mark yeah. instead of striding, just yeah. walking with God 
striding with the D, D as a yeah. dog, walking with my daddy, allowing him to just show me which way to go. But I'm like, yeah. I'm going to reach this mark. Yeah. And when I don't reach it, I feel the worst yeah. about myself. Yeah. I feel super low. I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like, you know, um, I can't be- bounce back from mm-hmm. this. I feel like I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's self-doubt, there's self-worth. All these issues of just what this looks like, right? Yeah. At nine, not realizing what I was saying, but the enemy knew. And so he planted these seeds of, I'm going to make you feel some type of deception. Yeah. Um, and it and it really structured a lot yeah. of my um, adolescent years yeah. um, and my teenage years. Teenage, um, 16, I remember uh, writing yet another prayer. Because I've learned that God has give, given me the gift of writing. Yeah. But I learned, um, I wrote another prayer, Kiana. And I don't know if I told you this one. But I literally asked God to blacken my heart. Like, I need it to be black as stone. I don't need it to be flesh. Mm-hmm. I don't need it to be soft. I don't need it to, to have a heart. I don't need it to have a pulse for people. Because I'm sick of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of the way people do me. And I'm sick of being a doormat for people. And I'm sick of... How people come in my life just to hurt me. Like, I'm yeah. sick. I'm tired of hurt. I'm sick of hurt. Yeah. Sick of it, right? I need you to blacken my heart. If mm-hmm. I want to say another prayer, that's the prayer I want you to answer. Mm-hmm. Blacken this joker. Take it out. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do with it. She don't want it no more. Mm-hmm. That was my posture at 16. Mm-hmm. Right? Didn't realize how much anger I was really abhorring um, yeah. due to the fact of... Um, what I had gone through and what my life was looking like, mm-hmm. right? I was sick of rejection. I was sick of um, being an orphan. Like I was sick of not being good enough. I was sick of comparing myself to other people and to other families. I was sick of seeing people with their mama and disrespect their mama. Like I was sick yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Sick of it. So just black in my heart so that I don't have to feel anything. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. Of course not. He didn't do it. Of course. Um, and so in the midst of all of this, she's still in church. Mm. She's still in church. She was baptized at about 12. Okay. Okay. 10, 10 to 12, somewhere up in there. So she's still going to church. Her faith is still there, Mm -hmm. but like, it's like up under all this stuff that it's not even catching roots or nothing because it can't really spread out to like really grasp to anything, which was so crazy because I was the one that people went to every day in school to get encouragement, to get something from God, to get a prayer, to get a hug, to get Mm -hmm. a smile. I legit, and that's my right hand to God. That's not me puffing myself up. That's in the midst of my misery. Yeah. God is pulling out mission. Mm. Mm. Wow. In the midst of misery, he's pulling out mission. Yeah. Because he needs me to recognize, even as a young girl, it's bigger than you. Yeah. This is bigger than you. Yeah. What you're going through is so much bigger than you. Mm. And people aren't attracted to your darkness because that's not who you are. Yeah. They really are attracted to your light. Yeah. Not knowing that I, I'm praying and talking people up and getting people off ledges, literally yeah. talking people down off of a ledge yeah. that I too need somebody to talk me off this yeah. jump. <laughs> like, yeah. fam, we on here together. Yeah. You ready to jump because I'm ready. Wow, wow, wow. So, Childhood, um, um, what year was that since that your mom passed? 94. Wow. She passed at 30. Wow. Yeah, 1994. Yeah, wow. so. 94. 94, fam. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, wow. 94. So. You know, God never ceases to amaze us. And, and what 
what's really on my heart is, as you're sharing, my mom's oldest brother, Eddie, who my baby brother is named after, he passed away from AIDS in 97. Wow. The first death that I had encountered at the age of seven, I was seven. My sister's age. And what's so crazy about your story and just hearing all this for the first time, just like, my God, my God. Here, just moments before, I'm talking about the woman of blood, 12 years that aligned with the daughter who was 12 years old. And I think about the alignment and I think about the things that God has truly, what he's truly placed on your heart. And yes, you're right. You were in mission while you were in misery because your darkness, I I, I think back to times that we don't want to go no more. We're just, we're at our wit's end. Yeah. And you can't deny that light because you know why? Because you didn't place it there. So you can't. You, you, you could be sitting in a pitch black room right now, <laughs> mad at the world. You still gonna glow. You still gonna, you gonna be a beacon of light in that room. Somebody gonna come in, they gonna see you sitting there in that dark room. And whether you like it or not, that's what God, God utilizes that time. Like we, we, we box ourselves up. We, we, we mold ourselves to what we want. Yeah. And God is like, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it says that man, that is just so man, that's powerful. And you talked about instincts with me, and there you are, instinctively. Yeah. And mama role. Because yeah. mom's not here no more. So I got you, sis. Right? Yeah. And um that's discipleship. That's truly I mean, yeah. My God. He needed me to be stronger in those moments so that I could. Did you need more time? No, we're, we're wrapping it up. Yeah. Sorry. He needed me to be um, super um, intentional about that because it wasn't just my sister. Yeah. But what came after her was a cousin. Yeah. Who's gonna now be raised in the same household as me and my sister? Mm. So he wanted me to truly be that light yeah. for the young women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To let them know or to let us know that we're more than yeah. what we settle for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I can't truly uh, wait to dive into this more. I mean, we truly just ran out of time, y'all. Um, I mean, we're gonna go deeper. Yeah. I mean, sure. what we have coming up next, it is way deeper than this and i cannot wait till next time so again guys don't forget to follow us on our instagram account at be the light uh you can check us out on our website at www.ubethelight.com mm -hmm. check us out on our podcast yes. on apple podcast uh anchor podcast yes. google play yes. um and youtube guys you know right here <laughs> so sure. check us out yeah. uh leave comments hit the like subscribe mm -hmm. uh definitely know what your thoughts are yeah. Get, uh, send us your prayer requests and anything um that we could just be praying with you for send it our yeah. way comment 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 yeah so this isn't goodbye this see you later guys be courageous be committed be <laughs> consistent I went blank. <laughs> Be consistent and be, be you. you.